0: Hello, and Merry Christmas. Um, so, yeah, I hope you don't mind. I just had something that was really in my heart, and I thought I should share it, and then I thought I didn't want to wait until after Christmas, so I hope I won't be too long. Um, but basically, I've been listening to a series of Advent devotionals um, over Advent time, and it's done by the 24-7 prayer team. And the theme of these devotionals has been encounter. And I know that not everyone knows what encounter means, it's a bit of a funny word, but what it basically means in this context is it's meeting with the living God. And um, for me, Christianity got real when I realized that there was more to pray than like saying or thinking something and like sending it out into the universe and hoping that someone would hear it. And that there was more to life than kind of trying and normally failing to do the right thing um, according to what was written in a book or what my parents told me. Um, But yeah, I think now I realize that prayer is about conversation, and it's about listening as much as talking to God himself, and that life is about giving up on trying to do the right thing in order to follow the one who always does the best thing. So for me, I think faith only really works when we welcome God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit in, when we spend time with them, and after that place of relationship, everything else will flow. But in uh, one of these talks I've been listening to, I was really challenged um, to think about what I want to get out of my encounters with God. Um, it's, go, it's, like, it's good to go beyond like a one-sided faith to like a relationship. And like when you spend time with God, you can really change your life. You can, you can have peace in, um, when everything's in chaos. And you can uh, feel brave when you should be scared out of your mind. And you can uh, feel love when you're sitting on your own. But... You know, these are like the everyday miracles of a Christian life. But, you know, could there be more to encounters with God? Could there be more to to his presence? Uh, I was thinking, and if you notice in the Bible, when people encounter God, often it kind of just turns their world upside down. I'm sure they felt love, and I'm sure they felt peace when they met God. But um, basically, I think there was more to it than making them feel good. Um, After encounters with God, Abraham, at the age of 75, left everything he knew. And went um, into the promised land. And then there was obviously uh, Moses, who at 80, led a nation out of slavery and um, through the wilderness. And then there's a few um, fishermen who, when they met God in the flesh, left their nets and uh, went to follow him. And so, yeah, I was just I was getting from, from this that basically a lot of the time when you have an encounter with God, it leads to some kind of action afterwards. And the question just came to me like, you know, yeah, it's not just about are we ready to meet with God, but when we do meet with him, are we ready to follow him? Are we ready to do what he asks of us? And I know that's a little bit heavy for Christmas morning, uh, so I'm sorry about that. But, you know, like we all love Jesus who kind of like comforts us and he forgives our sins and he loves us unconditionally. But And he does do all those things. He really does. And he loves to do those things. But, you know, do we love him enough to follow him um, and follow his plan as well as enjoy his presence? Like, I know that, you know, I know when I pray, I ask God to bless me and I ask God to be with me, but do I always bless him and do I always go to be with him and whatever that means and wherever that takes me? So, but I think sometimes, to be honest, we're not even aware of God's plans, or we're not aware that he does have plans. But I just um, wanted to share, like, I think that God is the master of plans. The thing is that like, when you come away of God's plans, and when you choose to follow them, that is when life really starts getting cool. My pastor, when I was in Romania, used to talk about how everyone loves to read like, adventure stories or watch adventure films or things like this. Um, You know, people like Lord of the Rings and they like the Narnia stories or maybe old war movies or westerns. And um, they love stories when, like, ordinary people have to put aside their fear and their comfort to go for something bigger, to become a part of something like a goal or a cause that is bigger and more important than they are. And I think, uh, this guy used to say, the reason we all love those stories is because there's something in all of us that knows that we were meant for something amazing knows that there is more to life than our own existence and that some things are worth fighting for and worth sacrificing for. And my pastor used to say that the thing is that we are part of the most epic story that ever was. If only we'll open our eyes to see it, we can join a story that began at creation and it's going to continue into eternity. This plan is far bigger and far greater and far more beautiful than anything that we can imagine or plan ourselves. And it starts and ends with God. But it does include us. There is a line from the film Gladiator that I really love, and I know other Christians who, who really like it too, and it says, uh, what we do today echoes in eternity. We are part of the most epic story, the epic story of the world, and we and what we do matters. Um, I've been reading the story of Jesus in Luke this Advent, and I was reading the first few chapters, and I was really struck about how cool it would have been to have been there when Jesus was born. And, you know, all these people whose lives were totally changed um, because they chose to listen to God and enter into his plan for themselves, but also for the whole world. And to be honest, I was, I was kind of in tears when I was reading um, about how God touched Elizabeth's life as John the Baptist's mom. Uh, she says, thus the Lord has done for me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among the people. She, she couldn't have kids and he made it, God made it possible for her to have a child. And not only that, to have a child who would go on to prepare the way for Jesus and then lead many to him. What a blessing that was. It was a personal blessing for her because it took away her shame in front of all these people. But it was even more than that. Elizabeth and her child played a role in eternity in God's plan for the salvation of the world. And I was reading Zechariah's prayer when this son John was born. And the way he's thanking God for bringing about the redemption of Israel. And the prophets have been talking about this for ages. And you just get how big a deal this was. And Zechariah says something beautiful. He says, the sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Jesus is the sunrise. The light come into a world which was in darkness. And, you know, there'd been prophecies about this, about God's plan to save the world through a son of David for ages. And suddenly the Savior was walking among them. You know, the key to all of God's plans was born into their family. And, like, they could see him learning to toddle and learning to talk and learning to sow wood right in front of their eyes. It's it's beyond imagining for me. But the thing is that we can think of that as, like, some old story in a book that a lot of people don't ever open. But we are part of that same story. The story that started with creation... And included the fall, and Noah, and Abraham, and Moses, and John the Baptist, and Jesus, and Paul, and all our ancestors. And we'll include all our descendants until Jesus comes again and ends this chapter of the story. And we'll be with him again for eternity. We live in the glow of the sunrise. Maybe we haven't given birth to Jesus, and maybe we haven't even seen his birth. But because he came, every time we talk to someone... Every time we show love when there has been hate before, every time we pray, we are a part of that plan. The plan to reconcile man to God, that we would all know and love him as we were created to do. And sometimes our our part, it seems small, and sometimes our part would stretch us. And sometimes we would much prefer to live a nice, quiet, cosy life rather than take up our part in the story. But the story is carrying on. And we mustn't forget that there is a real honour in being able to, in some small way, serve God. And that the, the awesomeness of being a part of a plan so beautiful that it was worth the Lord Jesus dying for, that it would be able to go ahead. The plan, you know, that at the start of the beginning of the world and will never come to an end, the plan that will allow everyone to be in a loving relationship with their creator. What a plan. But of course, as I said, this plan did include the crucifixion of Jesus, and it included John the Baptist's death. And this plan will sometimes lead us to very, very difficult places. I was thinking about all the expectations surrounding Jesus' birth. You know, they knew that the answer to all their prayers and all their ancestors' prayers had come, and then he died. On that day, I imagined that the plan looked like a joke and um, like some epic failure. I imagined that the that's what the disciples thought when they saw their leader hanging on a cross. But as I have been reminded by the Advent devotionals, if the final goal of this entire story is God, then Jesus' death was the ultimate victory because by it we have been brought home to him. Sometimes when we've decided to follow God's plans but we face difficulties and it doesn't look like what we expected, we can think that we have failed and we can question the plan. But if the aim is God, not success or recognition or even happiness but relationship with God, then anything that gets us closer to that is a victory. And even death is not the end. So, though that was quite long. Uh, I just want you to be encouraged that you do matter, that you're part of the most epic story that ever was, and that there'll be a happy ending.